Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. Working with family. Is it a good idea? Does it work for everybody? What are some of the things that we should all be taking into consideration if we are interested in possibly working with a spouse, working with a, a brother or a sister, or, or maybe our child? Today, Dominic Hodgson joins us to discuss what it's been like working with his son and his wife and gives us some wonderful pointers to make it work, to preserve those relationships, and to get the most out of it. So let's get started. Thanks for having me back on the show again, Colin. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Um, my name is Dom Hodgson. Just to confirm that, Colin wasn't telling lies. Uh, I am the pet biz whiz. Um, I, over the last 10 years, I have had dog walking, dog training, uh, an online store. Uh, I've run events. Uh, but for the last five, six years, I've primarily um, been coaching and consulting with other pet business owners, helping them to create profitable, uh, impactful uh, pet businesses uh, in their community to help them and uh, their families and the dog owners in their town. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm known as the Pet Biz Whiz. And uh, yeah, there's uh, basically anybody, trainers, groomers, walkers, pet sitters. Um, if you have a service in the pet industry and you are working too many hours and not earning enough money, then I'm the guy to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And when we last had you on back in October, um, again, that topic was kind of road to recovery and life after COVID. So how have things been for you and your business since then? For me, very good. Uh, I have to say, um, for for myself, I on a personal level, as regards the coaching and consultant side of the business, uh, we had our best year ever. Um, numbers are at an all-time high both of my inner circle members and, uh, you know, private coaching clients. More importantly, really, I think um, a lot of my private coaching clients and PBIC members, they also ended the year on a real high. So they, um, a lot of people reported having their best months ever in October, November, December. Hmm. And yeah, it was a rough old year for sure. But, um, you know, those who stick to the tried and tested marketing principles that I talked about last time and that no doubt we'll touch upon this time. Uh, these guys, they bounce back really, really well. You know, obviously it hasn't all been great. So the My bricks and mortar home, um, you know, my local dog adventure and home boarding business, uh, that's still uh, performing a bit under par uh, compared to usual. But that's to be expected, you know, for at least the next quarter um, whilst the, the vaccine gets rolled out. And we move in and out of uh, lockdowns. We have different tiers over here in the UK. So, um, yeah, it's a tough start to the year. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, the the local side of the business, that's only about 20% of my business anywhere now. So it's kind of a less important cog in the the machine, if you like. But, yeah, it was a good end to a really difficult year. Yeah, I think many people saw similar where the, the the middle of the year was kind of the deepest, darkest hour. And then there was a little bit of light towards the end there. So what what kept you going through those those tough times? What keeps you buoyed in, in hard times? I think for me personally, and this is really was the message that I um, that I was that I put out to my guys. I mean, I think the dark the, I think the darkest time for me came 
really like initially, you know, so maybe it's in the first two or three weeks of the initial lockdown in March 2020. And that was just such an unknown, a lot of, so many unknowns, wasn't there? You know, well, what is this thing? How long is it going to last? You know, and, and people just didn't know what was happening. You know, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. Um, and we had no idea of when it was going to improve at all. So that's, for me, certainly that was the kind of darkest time. Um, fr- from a business point of view, I kind of, uh, it didn't take me long to get back on the horse because you asked like what, what what kept me going i it really was a kind of a belief in the the market and fundamentals that i that i live my life by really you know i mean i've invested a lot of money over the years in uh masterminds training programs um to you know level up my my thinking and my actual uh my strategy of how i approach my business and the direct response kind of principles that i live my business by and, you know, the people that I've, that I've learned from, they've been through lots of recessions in the past as well. Mm. I started my own pet business at the beginning of the last financial crisis. So, in you know, it's just like, in a way, even though this was a brand new thing, it wasn't new. And I kind of had a firm belief that, you know, what we've done before will continue to work. The trick really, and this is a really difficult part, the trick is to stick to the, the things that you know work mm. because it's so easy to... Uh, get distracted by bright shiny objects and and see things that w- what other people might be doing that they say works you know when in in, in all in all honesty you, you're far better off usually just concentrating on the stuff that you know works and doubling down on that so yeah so that's what i did wow well and i, I love hearing that of sticking to the fundamentals sticking to the basics and having confidence in what you know and and doing that right it's I, you mentioned you can get distracted by all these new shiny objects that come in, especially for businesses of like, oh, do this one trick and you'll get, you know, X return or whatever. And it's, well, you know, we need to stick to what we know and have confidence in that um, as we move through this because we're, we're coming from a position of strength as opposed to new and uncharted territories. Yeah, for sure. And, you, you know, there was, a, there was a time, I think, like I said, maybe it's about two weeks into the lockdown where I, where I, I kind of thought to myself, well, do you know what? Like this, I know this stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> I know this stuff works. It's worked for me. And, you know, smart people, smarter people than me who I've learned this from, who I trust. Hmm. Uh, it's worked for them for many years too. But like, boy, is this going to be a test? <laughs> you know, like, this really, yeah, this is really where we're going to put this to the test now, you know? And, um, and sure enough, you know, faith paid off and it, it did work. Well, we have you on today to talk about working with family. And you have, a lot of experience with this. So I, I know you've worked with your son in the past. So, so tell us about how that came about uh, and, and you know, whose idea was it to, to bring him on and, and get started working together? Yeah, cool. So he actually wasn't the, f- well, my, I suppose my, you know what it's like, your, your family members, they get roped into all kinds of things, don't they? Whether they, whether they want to or not, you know, and um, it doesn't matter how old or how young we are, there's always a job, you know, with the kids, surely. Oh, yeah. uh, there's always, always a job for someone to do, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they'll always have memories of never not working uh, with, with pets <laughs> or in the business or around the, around the home. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so so my first um my first family member who really helped me out was my dad um when uh i started to get full back in kind of 2012 and um you know I had too many dogs out really for one person so my dad used to come and help me out and then it was getting to the case where i needed him to come out 
more often than maybe she wanted to. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it's all too often free, free, free stuff for a while, but, uh, eventually you need a plan to do something, um, you know, more, more proper. And so, yeah, so I took on a staff member then, um, she stayed with me for about two years. And, uh, then when she left, uh, it was kind of, uh, serendipity really happy coincidence that, um, my son, Alex, he had, uh, he was at college um, doing a sports science um, qualification, which he wasn't really enjoying. And yeah, he just he just fancied a change. And I, I, I needed somebody, uh, so I said, you know, hey, why don't you why don't you give this a go for a while? You know, and um, you know, you get on with the dogs, yeah, you fresh air, you know, all of the benefits, and you know, all the clients anyway. And um, yeah, so that was kind of how it happened. Like many. Uh, I, as I've discovered, as probably you have on the, the various interviews that you've done, you know, a lot of things happen by happenstance, don't they? You know, and we, we fall into uh, business partnerships or staff members and, um, you know, new business opportunities and stuff. They just, um, if your eyes are open, they just kind of happen, don't they? They do. They do. And, and part of the, that challenge is having your eyes open to recognize those opportunities and take advantage of them. And to have it, you know, come across where your son's sitting there going, well, you know, I don't like what I'm doing and you're going, well, I need help. You know, that, that can be an easy opportunity to miss if you're not open to coming in and working together. So what kind of challenges did you face um, working together over the years? Well, the kind of the usual father-son challenges, really. Um, what, what I did was, because I had, because Alex wasn't my first staff member and I had, when I'd taken on my previous staff member, I'd made a real point of teaching her like about the values of the business and, you know, the things that we must do, uh, the red lines that can't be crossed, you know, and, you know, what was important, what wasn't that important. Um, so I kind of, I had all that, uh, figured out. Um, I had a bit of a template to work to with my own son and, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, he, he actually responded quite well to it and I, I think he found it easier for me to, I'm not saying it wasn't difficult at times because obviously I'm still his dad and he's still my son, but you know, there's a, we're talking about people's pride and joy, their pets, you know, and I think having that whole safety first uh, principle that, that I kind of run the business by, that was something that I had to get across to him, you know? So whether he was my son or whether he wasn't my son, there's certain things that, that have to be done a certain way. And if he couldn't do them, then, you know, he wasn't going to be able to stick around. I'm sure that's kind of hard for some people to hear of, oh, like, oh, I actually really do have to treat my family member as an employee, right? I have to take them through the same training, through the same courses, hold them to the same standards for my business because I don't, I don't want my, my services to suffer. I don't want my clients to get a, 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 a less optimal experience just because I'm, I'm showing preference to this employee because they happen to be, you know, related to me. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you have to, you have to think a bit more, you know, medium to long game with it. You know, the, the standards that you've set, they have to be met. Otherwise, eventually the business isn't going to be there. You know, you, you, <laughs> you are where you are because of the, the marketing that you've done and the reputation that you've built. And right. it's very long for that to, to, to disappear, you know, if, if standards aren't being met, you know, and you, your clients aren't going to, um, forgive you for very long if if you know if they aren't getting what they paid for or what you promised them and you know they aren't going to accept well 
it, 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 you know, it's his son that's doing it. Therefore, everything's okay, you know, or his daughter, or whoever it is that, right. that you've got working for you. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, that was kind of that was how it went really. And and it's, I'll be honest with you, the clients took to it very very well. I think the clients were um, reassured by the fact that it was my son, hmm. even though I'd had a a staff member before um, who I wasn't related to in any way, and. Uh, yeah, so that that made it. They they got on board with that very very quickly, and yeah, it was about gradually increasing the sort of responsibility to, to Alex. Really, uh, we we built the numbers of the business back up again. Uh, obviously, there was a, a a period of time where you're basically having to shepherd him through all of the processes of the business, so that he he knows all the systems and how everything works and how everything needs to be done. Um, yeah, and then gradually just handing over more and more responsibility, you know, giving him more trust as it's been earned, um, so that he's able to go and do the job on his own. Um, and yeah, that, that was, you know, not a lot, a lot different to how you would do it with any other kind of staff member. Really. Sure. And I think that, I think that what you just said there is really key there, not much different than it would be for any other staff member you're holding them to the same standards you're going through the same processes you're you're slowly giving over responsibilities as they show they are capable of handling them and i i don't i some people may be listening to this going there's no way i could work with a family member because we don't have a good relationship right now so what what was your relationship like before he came on the business and and how did that impact your relationship throughout your, your time working together? Yeah, we've always had a good relationship. Um, I have another son as well who's uh, eight years younger, and we do have slightly different relationships. I think Beth has commented that um, Alex and I are too alike sometimes, so there has been some friction <laughs> there. <laughs> um, I know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, like, overall... Like I'm reverting back to what we said before, you know, it's, it's treated like a business, you know, and it's saying, hey, look, you know, we've th- this is what needs doing every day. This is the way that it needs to be done. You know, this is the way that it needs to be done so that w- we do a good job. So the clients are happy. So the dogs are safe. And so that they, you know, we we end the day and we've improved the lives of um, the clients and the clients dogs and they're keen to come back tomorrow, you know, and then that's we've got to sustain sustainable business then right you know and and anything that doesn't uh chime with that you know it's like well then that well that needs to be addressed doesn't it you know because ultimately where and and i guess when it's when it's a family business you kind of um i'm not sure whether it's a good thing or not really if everybody but you do inevitably play on the sort of family business card you know and like hey you know this is like this is not just whatever it is, X amount of pounds that you're getting every week, you know, this yeah. is something that it contributes to the whole welfare of the family kind of thing. So in that way, I guess it does bring some added pressures um, for the for, for the staff member that you're bringing in, you know, from the family. Um, yeah. So I've just, I've just kind of been thinking about that now. I'm just thinking about that out loud as we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, you know, we, we market our business as a, a family business as well. Um, you know, your pets are family and, um, it, it is this bigger ap- approach to it, and and I can definitely see if you know as the kids get older, this this pressure kind of maybe to perform, to be part of the family, to be part of that visible image that people are looking to. As you're talking about, you know how the business is run, how it's operated, who's involved, uh, and and making sure to set up proper boundaries um, with that with that. So you know how how did you handle 
um, making the break from from business during the day and, and, and family at the dinner table at nighttime. Yeah, that's. I think that's a tough one. I think that 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 is definitely tougher. You know, it's easier to uh, communicate the the values and the the systems that you're going to run the business by. Um, it's less easy to switch off, and yeah. because it's always on your mind, isn't it? You know, it's always on your mind as a, as a business owner, and you know, you need to have you need to have laid out very clearly what the responsibilities are of the staff member. You know, so they're. Uh, I think maybe initially I struggled with um, having like a cutoff time, you know, for, okay, well, when it gets to this time of the day, you're done, you know, because right. well, like, you know, when you, when, when your pets sit in and it, you're busy as well, it's, uh, it can get a little hectic, can't it, you know, and, and you're trying to get everything done to get everybody settled with the dogs and stuff. So you kind of want it to be, well, you know, until we're all settled, then, then nobody's, then nobody, no, until we're all finished, then nobody's finished, you know? And I think that's, that's, as well uh that was certainly um presented some issues too something else i wanted to bring up as well is uh i you've probably seen colin i'm quite front and center with uh putting myself into the the marketing and uh you know no i have no um well some people i would say i would have no morals i have no I have no inhibitions, you know, I have no, um, and I'm prepared, you know, I'll say and do anything anywhere really. I don't really, I don't really care. Um, I don't really care where you offend either. Well, my son's very different, you know, my mm. son's more like his mom and he found it really very difficult initially, even just to be, you know, on photographs with the dogs and stuff, you know, because mm. like, it just wasn't him, you know? So like, I think it's, uh, it's having an understanding that, you know, the staff, you know, let's be honest, the st- staff, even if, even when they are family members as well, they're never going to care about the business as much as you, you know? Right. They can't because it's your business. And in a way, you don't need them to care about it as much as you. You just need them to be able to do the things that you need them to do, you know? So it was, you know, for me, it was a bit about, well, okay, well, Alex isn't going to be able to do uh, a lot of these things that I want him to do, or that I'm able to do quite easily, hmm. um, but he is going to be able to do and he can do um, a lot of the things that I really need him to do, you know, um, which are, you know, which is about the dog care and um, you know, being polite to the clients and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, right. Well, and and true to that, you know, you do have better insight into the um, into that particular employee because they're your son, they're your family member, so you know a yeah. lot of you know how they behave, how they react, a lot of their preferences. So I'm sure you could also use that. Um, cause you do have that insight of, okay, I know you don't like this one thing, but I know you really like, you know, doing this part of the business over here. So I can give that to you. And you might not have that knowledge of somebody who you hire, you know, off the street or through, through an ad that you place out. So it might give you a little bit you know, better able to utilize their, their gifts and abilities than someone that you don't know quite as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, you know, you're dead right. You're dead right. Yeah, you do have you do have some insight, and you know, in time, he he really did prove himself to be a um, a, a really responsible uh, family and and staff member. You know, and uh, he 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 went from being like a what we call a canine fulfillment officer to being the adventure manager, and then we took another staff member on. So then the, the two of them worked together. A guy called Dan Albert, who I'd known for a number of years. So Alex and Dan worked together um, and pretty much ran the whole dog adventure side of the business, mm. um, which was then able to free me up to do um, everything else, you know? So that's kind of the time when 
2015, 2016, when the uh, more of the book writing and the the pet business consultant side of the business start to take off, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't put the systems in place to enable me to uh, bring staff members in. Have you heard about Time to Pet? Claire from Acton Critter Sitters has this to say. Time to Pet has honestly revolutionized how we do business. My sitters can work much more independently because they have ongoing access to customer and pet information without relying on me. I save hours upon hours of administrative time on billing, processing payments, and generating paychecks. If you are looking for a new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. As a listener of Pet Sitter Confessional, you'll get 50% off your first three months when you sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. What was it? What is it like managing you know a family member in those positions who have control over you know big portions of of the company and holding them accountable to yourself? I'll answer. I'll answer, I'll answer a different question, but then I'll kind of come back to that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> what I was going to say is when um, a lot of people, I, I do a lot of training with um, my, my clients about you know when is the right time to staff scale and and stuff, and really that. The time to start looking for staff is actually way earlier than you think it is, you know, because you very quickly go from being uh, busy-ish to incredibly busy to too busy. Uh, that can happen re- quite quickly. It always happens at a rate that you don't want it to as well. <laughs> right. Um, and, and there's lots of things you can do to dampen demand, like increase prices, and you should do that as well. Um, but really, you should be thinking, if, if – if staffing is something that you uh, want to do, you know, if it's something that you, you know, because there's nothing silly, you have to do that. But obviously, like you said, if you want to grow in different directions, uh, if, if it depends on what, what your income goals are, really, you know, because you're going to have to, you're going to have to be able to scale the business somehow, you know, or sell more stuff to more people or sell at a higher price or whatever, you know, you've got to do something like that if you want to make more money. Um, and, re- so you you want to think about staffing earlier than you maybe want to, <laughs> sure. um, and that then leads you to thinking, well, okay, is this busy? Is this business ready then for me to take staff on? Mm. Do I have systems? Do I have do, do I have proper systems in place? Not just in my head, you know. This is what I do when I take the dogs out of the van, or this is what we do to ensure the dogs are settled on a night, or you know, what what? But do, do you have systems? Do you have systems and procedures in place? so that you have this kind of template, a manual, if you like, for bringing a staff member in. If you, yeah, if you don't have those systems, uh, you're that one, one, it shows that your business is not ready, and two, that staff member is not going to be able to thrive because they don't have a structure to work in, and there's the, the standards and accountability and expectations aren't, aren't clearly laid out for them. Whether they're a family member or not, uh, you don't you don't have that structure in place um, so that that a you feel confident stepping away and and b so that that person knows exactly what they need to do when they need to do it and, and more importantly sometimes just how to do what you're expecting them to do. Yeah, and and uh, this is something that we're teaching the business in a box that I do as well. You know, so we have a big section about um, systemizing the business. You know, and and you should have systems for everything, really. You know, you should have systems for marketing. You should have systems for onboarding. You should have systems for um, 
upselling. You should have systems for staffing. Like we said, you know, so systems for what you do practically with the dogs every day. You should have systems for, you know, how you uh, split up the money that comes into the business, all this kind of thing. But we're primarily talking about systemizing the, uh, you know, the, the dog walk inside of the business or the pet sit inside of the business, if you like. So, right. So yeah, then it's it's like it's it's the practicalities of you know what do we do when we take the dog out of the van, you know how do we decide where we're going to walk the dogs, what do we do before we let them off lead, you know what what happens if there's an an injury to a dog, you know what's the procedure for that, and then everything you know from what's the procedure from dropping the dog off at home, you know how do we make sure that he's settled, what do we do after that, how do we, you know what do we need to contact and let the client know about, you know, and then, and then, and so on and so on. You just build this up, build up a, a, a systems and procedures manual, if you like, yeah. that, like you said, is a, provides a structure and gives confidence and allows a, the staff member to thrive. And, and it makes it really easy for you to, you know, keep check on what they're doing as well, because <laughs> the last thing you want, well, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it happens, you know, there's a lot of good staff members out there, but sometimes you have to go through a few bad ones to get to the good ones. Right. And uh, you know, the easiest way to, to weed out these people is to get them to follow some instructions, you know, and if they can't follow really simple instructions, um, then, you know, they're certainly not going to be able to follow more difficult ones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and, and I'm thinking about that. It also helps you as the manager and overseeing this stuff. It helps you be consistent, right? It helps you know, okay, well, I held you accountable to this yesterday or the expectations were this yesterday. They're going to be the same expectations tomorrow and the day after and the day after. So regardless of whether you wake up cranky or forget your coffee or, you know, are late to work and frustrated or stressed out that they're lined out as a reminder to you too, right? It helps you keep consistent in how you deal with your, your, uh, your staff, uh, and whether they're, again, whether they're family or not, it helps you be consistent in that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, we all, most of us, I would say all, most of us work better when we have, a schedule, you know, a routine, right. a list of things that we need to do. You know, I mean, my my day looks very different now, but it's it's essentially a list of tasks. You know, so I wake <laughs> up, I, you know, walk the dogs, my own dogs. You know, I might do some exercise. I write an email, you know, and then I've got like whatever I've got on my list for that week is, and this is a similar thing, you know, that you just need the staff member to be able to do right. all these different things. Something else as well, though, Colin, that it, one of the, to go back to what we were talking about, just a couple of questions previously, um, with regard to when you should be starting to do this, you should be starting to systemize your business now, you know, even if you, even if you aren't planning on taking on staff members for any, any time at all, you should be doing this because it gives confidence to the clients too. It gives confidence to the clients that you, you know, you're a proper business, you know, you're not just a um, Johnny come lately who, you know, just picks the dogs up, takes it to a field, lets them do what they want for a couple hours and then, and then takes them home again. You know, you, the clients have faith in you if, if they can see, you know, you have a system that you're working to, it gives confidence and it, uh, it does many, many more things than that, but it also it helps. It makes it much easier then for you to introduce a staff member into the business. A lot of people are held back from the thought that, you know, nobody can do the same job as me. The clients won't like anybody. Um, I, I won't be able to trust anybody ever. Like, you know, all those things are true. <laughs> and I, they're all those things, <laughs> all of those things are thoughts that I had as well. You know, mm. things that were holding me back back in you know, 2013, 2012. Um, but, you know, if that was the case, then if that was true, 
then no business would ever grow ever beyond one person, you know, but we know that that, that isn't the case. Businesses do grow and they grow because they have systems in place um, that allow you to kind of clone yourself, if you like, or clone a, um, a good enough version of yourself mm. to be able to deliver the service to a standard that, uh, you know, keeps the clients happy and keeps the clients coming back and keeps them referring you and all that kind of thing. Right. And yeah, having, having this system in place, this is, is a crucial part of yeah, giving confidence, giving confidence to yourself, makes you feel better about the business, gives the clients confidence. It's a great selling point as well. You know, if you're going to a meet and greet uh, and you have a, a, a systems and procedures manual that you can show them some examples from um, and show them why it's beneficial to them as well. Uh, that's you know, it's hugely uh, be a huge advantage over you know sub, your, your competition, right. and yeah, and again, it just sets you up nicely for when the when the staff member comes. It was, I, I, you know, hopefully, they should be able to slot in fairly painlessly to your um, your routine. Right. Well, as you said, it gives it gives you confidence so that when times comes when the time comes to bring on that staff member, it. You you can you can step out in confidence and and know okay I have all everything all, all the back end is in place I just have to find the person and and on that I know many of the I see a lot of questions coming across of how do I know who's a good fit who, how do I find the right person to fit this or you know what do I need for my business when I'm hiring that that sounds like somebody who who doesn't have their systems nailed down because as you write down as you get these things written in black and white on a piece of paper they're gonna you're gonna easily see what kind of person is going to fit those as you hire and as those resumes come across your desk, you can see, okay, well, these are my expectations. These are the systems I have in place. Will this person fit in there? Will this person fit in there? And and you can work through that a little bit better and faster too. Cause again, you know, you already have those before you're needing to hire. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Oh. Yes. I'll give myself a gold star for that. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, now, we were talking a little bit earlier, and you know, Alex transitioned out of the business, and your wife came on the business full time. Um, so that sounds like a really big transition in your family business. Tell us a little bit about that time. Yeah, so the, the it actually happened the other way around, where Beth joined the business in February. Uh, this was. So actually, as a sort of as a bit of a sort of wider um, point, really, to make to people listening, you know, especially more maybe some experienced pet business owners, yeah, like this is this is just like what happens, you know, like <laughs> this, this is what happens in business, yeah, you know, if you don't like if you don't like change, if you don't like uh, you know new things happening, uh, if you don't like adapting, then get a job, you know, because you, uh, you well, you know, business, yeah, see, business is just about you know how you deal with. Uh, changes and challenges that, that come your way. So, um, so at the end, towards the end, about November of 2019, um, I was sat down with my accountant and we were going through the uh, the figures and we'd had a really successful year. And I kind of half mentioned to her that one of the big aims that I had was to uh, for Beth to be able to leave her job as a teacher. So she was a deputy head teacher at a primary school. We've been doing it for about 20 years. Uh, really enjoyed it, uh, loved it, but, you know, been doing it quite a long time now and quite a stressful job. And, yeah, ready for a change. And I kind of knew that Beth would be good at all of the things that um, I'm not very good at, basically, in the business. <laughs> like, 
all of the all of the details stuff, you know, like uh, this is why this is why this interview happened, Colin, because Beth is there to communicate and um, <laughs> coordinate you to make sure that I'm sitting here talking to you now, you know, as you as you've experienced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so so that was, and the accountant said, well, you know, what what do you need to do to make that happen? And so I said, well, okay, good question. <laughs> um, and then went away, you know, we did the figures and stuff and, uh, and it was basically to cut a long story short, it was, it was fairly doable on paper, you know, and we made a couple of cutbacks here and there. Um, and then over Christmas, uh, we talked about it some more. And then in January, she, uh, sort of floated the idea that at work that she was thinking about leaving, um, she didn't know when, um, and then another couple of things happened. And then, cut long story short, she left in February. So she left, came full-time to the business in February. Hmm. Uh, I think it was February, March time. Yeah, just as the pandemic hit, actually. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that was, a, you know, a test of um, – well, it was a test. It was a test for everybody, wasn't it? Right. But it was certainly a test, test for us as well because, obviously, we're, uh, we've sort of kissed goodbye to this uh, regular income uh, that she was bringing it not in substantial income either sure. and uh and yeah and then it's like all right then you know again this is like a challenge for me too as we talked about at the start with you know, with the whole marketing thing you know it's like all right dom you know you've said you can do this you put your money where your mouth is now you know you need to you know pandemic or no pandemic we need to uh we need to ca- carry on with your business growth plans mm-hmm. as you had envisaged at the start of the year you know to make this move this move as um hopefully seamless as possible you know of Beth coming into the business a big part of it and you'll you'll be able to identify with this so one of the big um just before the pandemic hit obviously but one of the things that I'd said to Beth was I said well you know the, the my plans that I have for the business there I think will be fine you know money wise will be fine um and I and I said and anyway like over the summer we're always really busy anyway over the summer with borders you know it always brings in like a really nice little bonus boost of cash that uh, <laughs> that you know that, that that will smooth over anything else right <laughs> how how wrong is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. There's nothing that can throw off this plan. Everything will be fine. Uh Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what, this is what I'm talking about. You know, this, yeah. this, these things happen, you know? So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, you big, uh, you know, you give yourself a gold star. I gave myself a gold star last year for being able to ride that out, you know, and, and, co- and continue to grow the business. And, uh, it sort of boosted my confidence massively and everything that I thought would happen happened with regards to, uh, Beth being able to free me up to do all of the things that I'm really good at, like right. writing, uh, marketing, coaching, um, and she basically does everything else, you know. So, right. um, so we have the newsletter that we get we put together once a month, and all of the uh, the coaching materials, things like that. She handles all that now. I do the content. She puts it all together. Um, she schedules everything, um, you know, appointments, uh, all this kind of thing. It all just it's all done onboarding of. Uh, clients and uh, coaching clients, all this kind of thing. All that is done better now through the systems again that we built up. They're doing exactly the same things what we talked about with the dog walking. It's exactly the same thing. Beth has a book that she's uh, put together, you know. So the system for everything now, you know, and uh, and yeah, and 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 so you know, it has been without its um, it, its bumps along the way. But right. um, yeah, that was kind of first part of it with uh, with Beth coming on board. Wow. Well, and I love hearing that you're each able to to get dig into your own strengths and and fill in for each other's weaknesses, right? Like I I definitely see that with Megan and I. She is she is like Beth, like 
way, way much more on the details and the scheduling and the structure and the very fine minutia from, from day to day. And that I don't, I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have her help in getting things scheduled or, or being able to sit down and plan something out because it, it does free me up to do things that I'm interested in. And Megan loves doing that kind of planning. Like that really fulfills her in our business. Like that just, she loves doing those kind of things. So it's, it's, it's really nice when both people are, are able to be sitting in in a position of strength because they're both interested in it and really good at it. And it helps the business just, just thrive that much more. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, and, um, there's been, uh, we, you know, so we work, uh, we don't reach have our own office, you know, in the house. Um, so we were able to work kind of, you know, fairly independently. Um, and then we, when it comes to knocking off time, you know, whatever that is, we just go back to being kind of husband and wife, you know, and right. I have to say, you know, eight months, eight, nine, ten months down the line, coming up to a year now, probably by the time this goes out, um, yeah. you know, it's been it's been one of the best. Um, it's one of, the, one of the best things that I've ever done. Yeah. You know, somebody's listening to this. Maybe they have thought about reaching out to a family member or or a spouse to bring them on into the business and get them involved. From your experiences and what you've seen work in other businesses, what kind of advice would you give to someone interested in? family businesses i think there has to be a um some kind of passion for the thing that you do as well you know mm-hmm. so and and like an understanding as well um because you know i have lots of family members that i i would you know happily have a beer with and i do and well, well when i'm allowed when socially distance and rules um don't prevent it from happening you know but i wouldn't necessarily trust them to do- drop a dog off you know at someone's house <laughs> or trust them, oh yeah, you know, or even trust them to you know pick a pick a poop up you know what I mean that a dog's done you know what I mean so like you um yeah you know you just you you need them to you need them to care you know if someone's competent if someone's a competent person Colin this is where um you know reading resumes and and contacting previous employees uh, sorry, previous employers, all that kind of thing. This is really important because you you want somebody competent, somebody competent who they don't have to be as super passionate about the business and dogs as you are, but as long as they're competent they're, and, and they're reasonably passionate about it, you know, then and they don't mind getting their hands dirty, then right. you know you got you got a good chance, you know. And then then it's about um, teaching them the systems, you know. So hey, I know you like, I know you're passionate, but can you be passionate and do it my way? Because if not this ain't going to work out, you know? Right. <laughs> um, then I like to, so I like to have a period of time where, you know, like a trial period where, you know, I'm, I'm working with someone and, you know, they're basically a bit like what I, we would do the same thing with a dog, really, when a dog comes into the business, you know, a dog gets taken on as a client and you know, the dog has a trial period. He has certain things that he has to pass before he becomes a fully fledged client. Our staff members the same, you know, and they have to, they have to be able to do certain things a certain way for a period of time, you know, before they they move on to the next stage kind of thing, you know, whether that's mm. just being provisionally a staff member or having a um a slightly uh reduced you know wage until they you know they might get some kind of bonus after so many months. Um but yeah it's like you know you can't you can't just take somebody on. It doesn't matter whether they're a family member or not and just think, right, that's it everything's going to be okay now, you know, because, but <laughs> <laughs> well, because, it, you know, that's like, you know, you, you'll only do the, you'll only make that mistake once, you know, right. like you really want to, um, 
yeah, you know, and I mean, this would be true in any organization. Wouldn't matter whether you ran, you know, a post office or a call center or whatever, you know, but like, you know, we're, we're dealing with people's pets here, you know, and um, yeah, you know, you want to, I said to my guys, you know, I can, I could forgive you for like, like you know, I could forgive you for, um, you know, crashing the van or, um, like, you know, even, you know, getting bitten off a dog or something like that, but I could never forgive you for, um, you know, being, being nasty to a dog or being, being rude to a client, you know what I mean? Like those type of, these are like red lines, you know, mm. like, and then like, you know, you, you cross them or you even come close to crossing them and like, that's a game over, you know? And, uh, and yeah, I mean, um, again, we've been very fair with all the staff members as well. You know, we like to think we treat them well, bonuses, we have nights out, all this kind of thing. Um, but you know, this is serious, this is serious, running the business is a serious thing, you know, and, and, uh, people's people's pets' lives are at stake here. So yeah, you want to you want to treat it seriously and start at the top. You know, if you if you're half arsed about it and and lackadaisical about it, then uh that's only going to feed through into the organization. Yeah. Yeah, what I hear there is if you're looking at a family member or you're in talks with a family member of bringing them into the business and getting them involved, treat them as an employee, as we mentioned earlier. Hold them to those same standards. Hold them accountable because it's your business at stake, it's clients' lives at stake, and you don't want that level of care to be any different just because they're your family member. So take that seriously and make sure that they're on the same page too, that they really understand, hey, I'm bringing you on, you know, Kathy, because, uh, you know, I, I see you're interested in this, but even though you're my, my cousin or you're my aunt, you're going to go on this provisionary period um, because that's what, how my business works. That's everything that goes into this business. So um, keeping those expectations really in the forefront too, um, so that they understand what, what they're getting into. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got, you know, you've got no, this is just about being upfront with people, you know, like, and, and it's just, you would do the same with a client, you know, you mm-hmm. you know, you hope you would say, Hey, look, you know, at the meet and greet, you might say, Hey, okay. now, you know, let, let me, let me tell you, that I've met you and the dog and we've talked about your problems. Uh, let me tell you about uh, what we do. Uh, and then, you know, and then tell you about what's, well, let me tell you what I, what I commit to doing and let me tell you what your, what I expect you to commit to as well, you know, and it might, it's, uh, you know, you're going to get your, uh, your, your order in for that next week by Sunday, you know, or you're going to pay me in advance. or you are going to pay me by Wednesday or whatever, you know, and if you don't, well then, you know, you're not guaranteed to get your walks that week, you know? And like, if you're in front of people from the start, well then, you know, they can either say, well, that's no good for me, in which case you say, no problem, it's bye-bye, you know? But, you know, more, you know it, it's when you, when you don't lay out what you expect and then you just, you know, you come at it afterwards in a kind of half-assed way, well, that's when you start getting problems, you know? And, and you see, <laughs> if you, you, really, you really do want to be the one with your staff and with your clients who lays out those kind of rules, you know, mm. because people just you know generally people just fall into line you know people just say hey okay that's that's how it is you know that's that's how it is in your business you know he likes to be paid by you know four o'clock on a sunday you know what i mean i know if i don't get a pay by then then he ain't gonna want my dogs the week after right. you know like people know that you know then and then you know this is not to say that it's like a a military camp here colin you know because like we, we bend over backwards for a lot of our like long-term term clients you know as i'm sure you do as well and yeah uh you know we 
you know, we'd break the rules occasionally, you know, like we have rules for contacting us and stuff. But if someone has an emergency, you know, then then obviously we'll, we'll be there to help them out. Same as we would with a staff member, you know, right. and, and um, but, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, you've got you to gotta have some rules and some. And I think that would be a good takeaway even for people from this podcast would be to say, you know, it, am I, am I running my business that way right now? You know, regardless of whether I have, I want staff or whether I have systems in place properly in a procedures manual yet, you know, do I, am I communicating what the values of the business are, you know, cause that's really important. Right. Again, and as you said, it starts at the top. It starts with you and the leadership and the directives and how you operate because family or not, they're going to look to you and see, okay, is this okay for them? Is this how they operate? Can I get away with this? Because that's what they do. And and really just set that example. And as you said, lead from the top. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Not easy to do all the time, but necessary. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Pet Perennials makes it easy as one, two, three to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct-to-client gift service that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches our client or our employees. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrapped, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. Now, they just launched a brand new offering of an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate special moments people share with their pets. If you're interested, register for a free account to receive discounted package pricing rather than paying consumer prices. Since the service is leveraged on an as-need basis, there is no monthly or annual obligation or minimum purchase. Learn more by going to petperennials.com forward slash pages forward slash GPS and enter the code PSC at registration. You'll then be given a unique coupon code to save $2 off any package that you'd send within your first 90 days. So we're sitting here, we're talking about, you know, business operations, I think is this, this big theme here, you know, whether family or not. And, and that's something that you, um, speaking of systems, have, have really systematized this year with, with something that you've created and launched in, in 2020. Uh, and are relaunching in 2021. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, your, your business in a box program and, and everything that that entails? Yeah. So this is, uh, this was something that I was threatening to do. <laughs> for, um, yeah, it really was. It was a number of, it, it, it was originally, uh, this is the, this is when lists don't work so well sometimes. So this was originally on my list to do back in 2017. Uh, wow. was when I first um, should have put together the, was scheduled to put together this in the box. Anyway, one thing got in the way of another and I kind of never got around to it. And then uh, last year I said like this, and this is the year that I need to do this. And um, because I had previously in 20, in 2018, I ran two business boot camps up in Sunderland. We did a dog walkers business boot camp the whole weekend um, where we basically laid out a lot of the stuff that eventually went into the business in a box. And we did a dog trainers uh, business in a box type weekend too, business bootcamp. So I already had a lot of the stuff and obviously I've got a lot of uh, dog walkers within my community right now. I've, I've helped a lot of people to do exactly the same thing as what I did, you know, leave a job and start a dog uh, walking business. Not just that, but leave a, a well-paid job too, mm-hmm. you know, leave a well-paid job with prospects and start a premium dog walking business. You know, that is, <laughs> that's a, anybody can start a pet business. You know, anybody can like start a Facebook page, 
buy six leads from the pet shop, get some leaflets printed and say they're a pet business, you know, but like, you know, having a plan in place to be able to leave a well-paid job and start a premium pet business, that takes more. <laughs> and, uh, and I've done that many, many times. I've helped many, many people to do that. Um, so I kind of had all this in place. I've helped people scale and grow and take on staff members. And so it was sort of the next logical thing really was like, Hey, let's put all this together into a, um, a, a business in a box um, program. And so, yeah, the walk yourself wealthy dog walkers business in a box um, that was put together. Uh, well, completely put together and, and delivered last year. Wow. So all of this that you have, you've put together, you've taken all these resources and put them in a literal box. Uh, who Who is this for? Um, someone listening to this, is this for a, a brand new person who's just started or can someone who's been in the game for a while benefit from this? Yeah, so good question. Really good question, Colin. I've had, um, it sounds like a bit of a cop-out for me to say it's for any pet, any dog walking business, but like it really is. <laughs> um, you, well, especially for a new one, really, you know, like you, because right. what you want is ideally, well, what I did when I started my dog walking, dog adventure business back in 2011, that wasn't typical, you know. So that wasn't um, being premium, offering something different, charging twice as much as my competitors in my town. That's people don't normally do that, you know. And But when you do do that, your business grows slightly slower than it would if you were charging, you know, rock bottom prices that everybody else is charging. But it grows much more strongly with better clients who use you more often and they refer you more readily. And yeah, you just, you basically, you end up with a business where you need half as many clients as everybody else and you make twice as much money, Hmm. you know, which means you're doing half as much work and, you know, twice, half as many headaches, you know, so like, and it's, so it's, it's not it's not a typical way to do it right. um so 100 percent, this is for people who are just thinking about starting out however the, you know obviously by the same token when people normally come into my world it's usually because they've made all the same mistakes that most pet business owners make they looked around saw what everybody else was charging charged the same offered the same kind of services and now they're struggling to stand out from the competition you know so so what my program enables you to do is to build a build a business or rebuild a business reposition a business around the kind of passions that you have, you know, the kind of dogs that you want to walk, the kind of services that you want to offer, uh, the kind of people that you want to work with. And this is how you end up, we end up creating everybody on the course who's done the program ends up creating kind of a, a unique type of business, you know, that is personal to them, that contains their values, you know, that's what I help people to bring out mm. and, and put into their businesses, their values, their story, their passion. Um, and yeah, so we have people who have created uh, solo dog walking businesses, you know, where they just walk in one dog. Um, we've got people who are doing multiple dogs, we've got people who are specializing in gun dogs. Uh, we've got people who are who already had businesses as well, who have really transformed their business from um, like one lady, Lynn, uh, she had like three staff members. She was feeling quite burned out after about 10 years of running the business. And uh, she increased the prices a couple of times, introduced the upsells, uh, put the right kind of promotional material out there. She got rid of like a third of our clients, you know, got rid of a third of our clients, one of our staff members. 
Now she's working less hours. She got all of her energy and her passion back. She's earning more money. You know, it's like it's it's a uh, yeah. There's um without blowing too much smoke about us, it's like I've seen a lot of different businesses, people who have seven or eight staff, you know, people who are just starting out. And there's a usually there's a different kind of key that needs turning, um, you know, depending on where you are in your pet business journey. But I've tried to include all of the kind of elements into that, into the sort of 10 modules of the, of the program. Sure. Well, it just sounds like that, um, you know, it, it, it's something that's going to help you find, find and, and hone in on your passion and then put that into your business. So whether you've just started or haven't even started yet, or you're sitting here years in going, mm, maybe I need a change, um, that this is sounds like something that, that we could all, all benefit from. So what, what, what could someone expect from it, um, from the, from the program, from the box? Is, is it a literal box or, or do I download this? I guess is my first question. Yes. It's available as a, um, as a downloadable program at any time with, uh, templated, um, offline offerings, you know, uh, with templated offline materials as well. Uh, you know, so we cover everything, you know, from, um, you know, what to put into a price increase letter, um, to, you know, what should you, what should a newsletter look like? Uh, how should you lay out a leaflet? You know, what should a service menu look like? You know, what kind of upsells should you have? Uh, what should you take to a meet and greet? You know, so we have people have the pack that, um, everything is templated. So you can literally like fill in the blanks. That's as well as the, the 10 modules of the course. So, so what I do is I have the course there all of the time, the, the box, I should say, that's there all of the time for people to just get as like a self-study. Um, but also two or three times a year, um, at least twice a year, I kind of pull it off the shelf and I do a live version where I re-deliver the content again in a live format. People get access to you know Q&As with myself and the other members who were taking part at that time. And yeah, you know, having a, I mean, it depends how you like to work really, I guess. If you're fine as a, somebody who self-studies, that's great. If you need a bit more of a kick up the ass, you know, and a bit more help and assistance, then a couple of times a year, I do the the live version, and which is a bit more expensive. Um, but, you know, you obviously get my my inputs on a on a kind of a weekly basis, you know. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of options for people. All of the stuff that I do is, is like that. There's, um, I mean, they don't just, <laughs> I should mention as well, they get, um, they also get access to my professional dog walkers Academy as well, which is a, a that program's a couple of years old, but that basically walks people through like exactly what I do on the walks, you know, like the systems that we talked about earlier, you know, the whole, the systems for, um, controlling, uh, training, um, enriching the dog's lives whilst you're out exercising them safely, you know, providing a safe, stimulating experience for the dogs. Uh, the people who do the, the business in a box, they get access to that as well. So it's kind of like everything that you need to uh, promote the business, to practically run and systemize the business, and also helps you to deliver like a fantastic service as well. Or to, you know, deliver a, to give your service a bit of a boost, you know. This is actually a big thing. I should mention that as well. You know, a lot of people have, a lot, a lot of people come into my world. They have a lot of hang-ups about increasing prices, or um, even putting together a, a newsletter or a leaflet or something, because they they don't feel 
they don't feel good enough. You know, they're like, hey, you know, I, I don't feel like I offer anything different, or anything better, or anything special compared to what my competitors do. You know, and usually when you do a bit of digging, you find that you know they, they do offer something different they just haven't accentuated enough in the marketing yeah. but this is a way as well for me to say hey look you know you want to be better it isn't that hard to be better than what most of the other people in your town do you know right. and this here's the template for you to help you to do that you know and so you could get better at the the practical side of the the dog walking dog adventure business and then that will hopefully boost your confidence enough so you feel like shouting about it more in, in the marketing that you do <laughs> yeah i mean uh, confidence has come up a few times here while we're talking, you know, confidence to bring on an employees and then confidence to talk about yourself and confidence to look at your, your services and go, you know what? I do a really good job. And sometimes that takes time. Sometimes it takes just learning a little bit more. Cause I know, I know you're really big on, on making the walks a, a real adventure, right? Making them a lot more than just letting them run through a field or, or letting them walk alongside you. Like there's a lot that goes into that because you're trying to make it the best service possible and make it really different. And it's things like that, where we look at our own services, where I think a lot of times we might not even realize how different and unique our service in services inherently are just because we're the ones offering them, right? That's just how we operate. And we might not know to lean into those as strengths and as uh, ways to sep- separate ourselves and to really lean into that as a marketing thing too to to sell ourselves on yeah this is you know I do my walks this way uh, and that's that's you know so if you like those kind of walks for your dogs I'm the person for you yeah exactly yeah you're just about digging that out you know and this is it's probably why I would recommend the the live version really of the of the program although with the sort of off-the-shelf version, you do get access to previous Q&As and stuff that we've done in there. But the um, you, yeah, the confidence is key, like you said, you know, and, and if you, um, it's, it, it's, it's about being able to say, this is what I do, and this is, this is how it's beneficial for you, you know? Mm-hmm. This is what I do, this is why it's different, and this is why it, will, it, it is beneficial for you. And it, it, and that's essentially what all marketing is about. You know, it's about c- constructing your, uh, del- communicating your service in a way it's like a, sol- a solution to someone's problems, you know? And, right. and, and if you, if you're a solo walker, then you're going to be able to tap into the, uh, the fears and concerns that dog owners might have in your town about their, their dog being bundled over or stepped on or bitten by another dog, you know? And there are right. plenty of people out there who will be more than happy to pay a premium for a, one-to-one service and they won't be interested in anybody else you just have to communicate that (laughs) similarly there'll be people who you know they have a gun dog you know they want their dog to do gun dog type activities that tap into their gun dog nature even though they have no intention of ever taking the dog you know beating or anything like that they want to provide something that gives the dog what he inherently needs well you just need to communicate that with your marketing you know and so on and so on and so on and so that this is how um this actually makes it really easier to grow your business because we're drifting back into kind of niching aren't we that we what we talked about in the last podcast but like you know you when you have a clear marketing message it sings out you know it sings out and it, it it rises above the general noise that all of the competition are making who are all talking about the same kinds of thing uh, your message sings out too uh, the, the people in your town who who you really wanted to resonate with, you know, and then you couple that 
with an effective medium for communicating that message, which is something else I go into in a business in a box as well, you know, so not just relying on social media, doing some effective paper and ink marketing, partnering up with other pet businesses in your town who can help you to get the word out there. You know, and this once you have all these um, wheels turning, you get some real momentum, you know, and, um, and yeah, this is part behind my success that I've had with my own business and with, uh, you know, the, pe- the other people I've helped as well. Right, right. Positioning yourself as this is, you know, my services are a solution to your problem. And, you know, I think, you know, you, you even have a section on your own website that says, you know, tell me about what problem you're having. And it's after, after the clients read through your services you offer and everything like that, you know, they're, they're able to see exactly how you are going to solve that problem for them. And as you mentioned, it takes some time to think about that and really put that into some context and write a good you know, copy for your website and get some some marketing terms around that. But once you find your strengths, that's where that confidence comes from because you know you are solving people's problems and your clients are exactly the ones that you need to be serving. And as you said, that's, that is about niching down and that is about honing in on where your skill sets are and, and where you want to be in, in your market. Yeah, yeah, you did right. And, and you... um that sort of process that you laid out there you know it's when we say it out loud it doesn't it doesn't sound that difficult but actually doing it is um and and that's where that's kind of where the box comes in because you know everything is it's laid out for you that okay right where do we start so how do we find out what people's problems are well we need to do this first you know and then we need to take that information then we put it here you know, and then it's like, so that one thing kind of leads on to the next. And then we deal with lots of things in there as well, like, you know, money mindset and, um, and, you know, upsells, you know, and what do we do once we get a client? How do we onboard them? Um, you know, all these kinds of things. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's fantastic for me to, to get feedback from the guys who have like when they go through the program, you know, because naturally some of, you know, they're a bit skeptical, you know, even when they've signed up, you know, even when they've signed up to the, to the program, they might be a bit like, Oh, you know, I don't know if this is going to work for me. But then, you know, when you're getting feedback from people sending emails saying, Hey, you know, I did this and this happened. And I, you know, I, I can't, I can't believe, I didn't think this was going to happen, but lo and behold, Dom was right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, they, they, you know, and it's working, you know, and it didn't happen straight away, but right. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just having that process to follow. Right, right. Well, Dom, uh, as usual, I've really enjoyed talking with you today. I've, I've enjoyed talking about some of the ins and outs of running a family business and having confidence in ourselves enough to, to, to market ourselves and talk about our services to our clients and then learning about your, your um, dog walking business in a box and all the exciting things that you have going on. Where can people check out that and get in touch with you? Yeah, cool. So they can go to, uh, to check out the box itself. They can go to growyourpetbusinessfast.com forward slash bizbox. Um, I'll be running a, um, another dog walkers challenge um, later this month. So if you go to growyourpetbusinessfast forward slash challenge, you can sign up for the challenge there. Um, I've got a podcast as well, which you guys have been on. Uh, that's the Poodle to Pitbull Pet Business Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. And um, yeah, if you wanted to, um, an e- sort of e- even easier way to uh, get a bit of free information, <laughs> you could go to growyourpetbusinessfast.com forward slash free dash copy, and you could get a free copy of 
uh, my pet business Bible, Walk Yourself Wealthy. And uh, yeah, that will give you the, in there, I share a kind of five golden keys to a, a successful pet business, some of which we've touched upon today. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been really cool. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for, again for having me on. Yeah, Dom, it's been a real pleasure. And I'll have links to all that in the show notes uh, so uh, listeners can click right through that and, and get connected with you. Again, it's been a real pleasure, Dom. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Very welcome, buddy. Anytime. I'll speak to you soon, hopefully. Yes. The key that I walked away from after talking with Dom about working with family in business is the importance of being consistent with them and treating them the exact same way, however hard and difficult it may be, but treating them the exact same way as we treat any other employee or any other one that we would ask to come and work in our business with us. It's that consistency, it's that reliability and predictability, not just for ourselves, but for anybody working with us, and even for our clients, that gives us a lot of strength and a lot to grow off of and to move forward with. We want to thank our friends of the show, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials, for making this week's show possible. Check out the links in the show notes or head on over to PetsitterConfessional.com forward slash episode forward slash 151 to see more detail there. Thank you so, so, so much for listening this week. We really appreciate it. It means a whole lot that you show up, that you listen, that you engage, that you share, and that you're a part of this amazing community. Megan and I wish you a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back again soon. Yeah.